listening to The Blessed Podcast with your host, Anna Tigre. Welcome back, everybody, to The Blessed Podcast. I am your host, Anna Tigre, here with my co-host, Elaine Goodlad. Hello, Elaine. Hello, Anna. We missed a date this week, Elaine. It's been a crazy week. We've been trying to sit at these microphones <laughs> all week long. We had um, Monday and Tuesday, Elaine was living my life for two <laughs> full days. And it kind of made me feel good when I came back at night and she looked so freaking tired. <laughs> you like <laughs> I'm that? like, you know what? <laughs> I am just normal. Anybody taking care of this three little precious souls from morning to night... My look a little tired at the I end of the day. I thought it was from all the housework I had done that day. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, on well, Monday and Tuesday, I took a TBRI uh, class. It was in total four full days of classes. Two was in February, two in March. And TBRI, for those that don't know, which I didn't know, is trauma-based um relational intervention so it's basically a new approach to um therapy for what they call kids from hard places so any kid that has experienced trauma now one of the things that i didn't know because we say kids from hard places you know right away we think foster kids abused neglected but it could also be other things it could, it could be, be me anna <laughs> it, it is you oh, no but it could be uh, actually trauma could happen from a, a having a c-section being born from a c-section it could be from you know having to be in the NICU for you know if you're born premature mm -hmm. um, there's so many different things that can cause um, a, a kid to not develop their brain in a balanced way and we always you know we feel like oh my kids it, it, he or she is not special needs because they, they function just fine. They look normal. They talk, they walk and like that. But well, what's that, the definition of special right, needs, right? That does not mean that their brain is completely balanced. So um, one of the things that I've learned, Elaine, is that our ability to um, regulate ourselves suit ourselves like we say you know for babies self-suiting and self-regulation doesn't help doesn't happen until you are 30 for a man and until you're 26 for a woman up until then you need to learn co-regulation which you know you're trusting somebody else to help you out and so okay what our oldest is four and a half we have a long way <laughs> Wait, a long so ways you, to go self-regulation doesn't take place till 26 and 30 yeah. years of age yeah after that you're considered to have a fully you should have a fully self-regulating brain if you were given the tools to have a balanced brain it, otherwise it might never happen That's so what, what i'm talking about is this uh, just so I, i'm clear everybody knows about you know triggers yes right and so when we are triggered we go into the fight and flight Mm -hmm. or freeze modes mm -hmm. and all of us react a different way based on our childhood or life experience and all of that and that's what i'm talking about i froze uh, by the way you oh, right definitely me too me too uh although i sometimes fight it depends and i know you too <laughs> that's very true yeah um but so when you 
are able to self-regulate, you're able to identify starting to get triggered and you're able to bring yourself down without fully having, you know, a, a fight or flight. You know what? That makes a lot of sense because after I took part in the neurofeedback, Mm -hmm. I was uh, 45 to 50 when I figured out that I literally knew then how to completely self-regulate where I didn't, there wasn't panicking, freezing, fight or flight. It was just a calm, matter of fact, balanced Right. Way of and that doesn't things. mean you don't get upset. It just means that oh, you no, don't, you know, you don't quickly react without thinking. It is like you feel yourself wanting to do it and you're able to actually stop yourself, take a deep breath, you know, maybe walk away or whatever it takes, but you, you have control over your reactions. And interesting. Yeah, it was very interesting. I'm like, oh, okay, we still have a long road ahead. Oh, but it was a... Uh, you know, anybody that that has kids, um, I wish they would take uh, these classes. They are available. They're available through the adoption exchange here in Vegas. But any anybody in Vegas that is an adoptive or a foster parent uh, is able to take these classes for free. Or if you're a therapist, but it's or you can do your own research. But it's incredible, and it works with biological kids just the same because all kids need really. You know, it's it's an excellent course on psychology. My God. Everybody could we use came a course out, in psychology. I came out, I'm like, you know, it's not just the kids, it's all of us, the adults. <laughs> we all need it, you know, because none of us are completely uh, balanced. But anyway, so that was Monday and Tuesday, and those were long days, and I came home, and Elaine was done. Longer than you even know. No, you know. <laughs> what am I talking about? You were done. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not simple to take you know, somebody's yeah, job while that was, way. While it was going on, I didn't feel overwhelmed or stressed about it. Right. I just ended up, what I did, <laughs> what I like to do, is I like to multitask. Mm-hmm. So when I was feeding them, and or we, uh, we played and played and, you know, had fun, and I was still cleaning the house as soon as they were in bed i was mopping the floors i had vacuumed their rooms before i put them into the bed and then i was vacuuming the other rooms when they were sleeping i was just i was busy i wore myself out (laughs) and then when they woke up i'm like oh no please don't wake up yet right because i was tired yeah no and i think it's you know whatever you used to it's like when you go and you do makeup at shows and sometimes you have two three hours of sleep you wake up what two three in the morning mm-hmm. you do makeup for 12 hours straight and you know for you it's just another day at work if somebody else tries to go and do that True. they're gonna really truly feel it yeah. you know yeah. so it's just doing something different than what you normally do it, it really is at tough, least it was but. only two days in a row and i lived through it and the kids <laughs> yeah. lived through it that's the most important that's, part is everybody's that alive that's it elaine didn't kill anybody but today we had plans for one show but we decided to change our plans a little bit due to you know basically being out on social media and um reading about you know i'm getting emails from you know triple a my accountant uh accountant's office um everybody our, is emailing vita cost is the place that we we order our vitamins from and they're like well you know due to the coronavirus we might be out of stock of some things and your orders might be late and i'm you know up to this point i've been just kind of like laughing at the memes not really paying attention to any of it but um 
now what I realized today, because I, I still v- feel very calm about it, is that there are certain things that are out of our control and we need to prepare for those things. Like I, I'm definitely not judging anybody. I think everybody has their own comfort zone. When we, we learned that in class, it's called felt safety. So every person has a different definition for what it feels to them to feel safe. Right. And it's for nobody to judge. Right. And so some people, that means having, you know, three bottles of wine in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> That's safety net. <laughs> and if they don't, they start getting anxiety, you know, maybe... If that's your case, you got to look into it. But um, everybody is the same way, is, is, is a different way. And, uh, but everybody has a need for felt safety. And so we started making fun of the people buying toilet paper. And, you know, those are funny means and like that. But I, what I realized is that, okay, what's becoming real is that we might have a shutdown. Well, that's the thing is that it seems very surreal as it started, you know, in China and then a couple cases escaped the country and, right. and you think, oh yeah, you know, nothing's ever going to get to us. That's, right. that's kind of the way we feel a lot of the time because we haven't experienced an epidemic like this ever in, in not in my lifetime where, right. where the world is, where we're affected globally. And as it starts to grow and it's one thing to hear that, you know, the president, you know, he's giving his um, speech on, you know, what he's doing about it. And then you have governors starting to shut down large events. And then you Just have- Just like the Arno yeah, we talked Arno about Classic, last time. Right? Yeah. And then we've got um, all of the concerts and NBA uh, games. All these things are just right. shutting down. Now and that's what the Darren's telling from, from Florida. Florida yeah. is ahead of us here in Nevada. I think so, because he was starting to freak me out. And I'm like, we're not experiencing any of that over here. Why are you freaking me out? And yeah. it was colleges and universities and maybe the schools are going to be shut down. And yeah. pretty soon he said, maybe they're even going to close the gyms. And, and I'm thinking to myself, this is really crazy mm-hmm. and it's it is surreal but it's happening mm-hmm. so how do we prepare ourselves um besides looking at all the memes and laughing our butts <laughs> off and right that it's that it's just something that we shouldn't be so scared about or worried about well and here's like again not judging anybody else but here's how i feel about it um i think that it's very smart to wash your hands and be clean and use hand sanitizer, you know. Constantly. To, right. To avoid, you know, the, the flu in general, but if, to avoid viruses, to stay very clean, you know. But I think that is stressing and basically freaking out about anything at all the first thing is going to happen is your immune system is going to be stressed. Yeah, we don't think about that, but you're right. You know, stress causes the immune stress, system. So, to like, be. if anything, right now we should be getting all of our sleep. We should be taking all of our vitamins, and we should be relaxing, stretching, getting some fresh working air. On, yeah, working on meditation. Guess what? You meditation. Can, meditation. Like we can go for a walk because that you know that won't be a problem, but. We have, like, there's things we can't control. We can't control if they decide to shut down the gyms, right? No. We, but what can 
what can we control? Right. So, you know, perhaps perhaps we have some equipment at home. We could have little workouts at home, you know, if, if we can't go to the gyms anymore, keep ourselves strong and healthy and sane because working out actually is, you know, a, a big part of our sanity right. at times. But yeah, we have a choice to adopt the serenity prayer or to panic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the serenity prayer is, you know, uh, accept the things you cannot change, change the things that you can and have the wisdom to know the difference. So we really have to take charge of our own selves and our own, uh, you know, in- ability to keep calm yep. and go, okay, what am I going to do? Yes. And, um, you know, we did suggest that maybe we need to go to Costco and pick up some extra things. We don't know if we're going to be quarantined, if, you know, people are going to be asked to just to stay in their homes for weeks on end. We don't know if it's going to come to that, but if it does, we can always be more prepared than we are right now. Right. So water canned goods right toilet paper if there's, <laughs> if there's any left on the shelves <laughs> you know just and and that's the thing um you don't have to go overboard and freak yourself out like you don't have to panic panic is not going to make anything better you know uh, but if you don't prepare yourself ahead of time, right. then the panic comes later when you realize, oh my gosh, I wanted to go to the grocery store because they just closed. told us we have to lock ourselves in our houses yeah. and it's closed right. or you don't have enough food in the house. So right. you're better off preparing you know, the best that you can and it doesn't hurt to have a little, few extra things in the freezer and and um, you know, in your, in your Absolutely. pantry. Absolutely. And, and, and I agree. And then after, after you've taken care of that, let's say you have a, a month's, worth of provisions you know then you need to relax Mm -hmm. then you need to focus on building yourself up you need to focus on um your faith you know you need to focus on for us the word of god and you know just staying connected and just believing that you know, if it's your time to go, it really doesn't matter how much toilet paper you have in your garage. <laughs> like it doesn't, you know? That's funny. I'm sorry. That's it, very funny. It is. I mean, and the thing is this, is that if it's your time to go, you can cross the street. We have a friend that not too long ago was crossing the street and got run over. Like literally, this is a true story. She was and hit by a car. Many a people in the fitness industry, fitness girl, yeah. right? And uh, she didn't come out of it, the coma, and then they took her off life support, and she's gone. And it's just so bizarre, just crossing the street, you're gone. Well, this is a virus that we can attempt to keep ourselves, you know, safe. Right. Like how many times have you wiped your nose and then didn't go wash your hands? We just have to really be diligent in washing our hands. And that's what they're telling us. Right. Wash your hands, keep a sanitizer. Um, if you touch anything or, I mean, even like I, I still fly. Mm-hmm. So when I'm on the airplane, I take out my, my wipes and I wipe down the arm and the table and everything that I might be touching because I can't trust anybody else to take care of, you know, keeping things clean that I'm going to be touching. So are you going to still fly? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to play that by ear because I have a lot of flights booked to shows. And, um, when is your next show that you will, my show that I'm flying to is this month on the 27th. I'm just going to Sacramento. It's not that far, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I plan on 
uh, flying. And I, I spoke to a Southwest representative and I also did get an email from them saying, here's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. They're taking seven hours per night per plane to clean and clean and clean uh, each plane. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking everything. They're wiping it down with the, the highest level of cleaning products that they use in hospitals to avoid right. spread of disease. Right. So they're doing that. They're, um, they've got special, I don't know what you call them again, the special air filters to make sure that the recycled air is purified. Mm-hmm. So you're not breathing in all this air for hours on end that you're in the, in, in the sky. So they're doing their best to make sure that people are, are feeling you know, calm and, and um, not safe. anxious and safe, you know, about flying. And, you know, I, I do have a lot of flights coming up. One will be, uh, I'm supposed to be going to Puerto Rico in May. I right. don't know if I'll go. I don't know. At what this I'll time is so far right. away. And, and honestly, with the flights that I book, um, you know, you always have an option to cancel as it gets close, especially Southwest. I fly a lot of Southwest. I can yeah. cancel or change a flight 10 minutes before I get on the plane. Right. So, um, that's always an option to change change my mind. But I, I'm going to be going to Florida, New Jersey, Pittsburgh. I've got all these flights, but we don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen between mm-hmm. now and, and June, July, August. So mm-hmm. I'm really just sort of playing it by ear. Yeah. Um, yeah, just being as clean and safe as I can be. Mm-hmm. You know, I can wear a mask if I want as well. But right. they say the problem with the masks is it doesn't protect your eyes. So I guess your eyes, you can you can get... You know, you can get, you can wear goggles. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to wear swimming goggles and, <laughs> and a, a mask. mask. I, we have and some. And nobody will judge me. <laughs> I'm sure of it. And, uh, and gloves. And gloves. Yes. Do you think they would think um, it's a good idea? You know, someone was telling me there was a, a Uber driver or a cab driver or some kind of driver that was, uh, you know, carting people around who had a full full protective suit on head body face everything just was wearing like almost like a astronaut suit <laughs> and he was driving his uber like good that. for him well that's the fell safety yep that was that was his <laughs> threshold that is his yes. and you know and and that's the thing but he's out there driving right he's right? still driving he's still right. driving and and i think that's the most important part I think that in life, I mean, we, especially after you have kids, you worry about everything, everything. And, you know, because you can't control everything. Right. And, you know, with, with our kids, it's a whole nother layer because there's so much we can't control in their cases, in their life, in their future, you know, the, their permanency and in their health because a lot of things we don't make choices for them it's just a mandatory you know you have if this happens you have to do this and you might disagree and so you hope for the best um but you you constantly worry about things but then you have to do what you can and then you have to have faith that is going to work out because if you stop living and you start worrying, it's just, you know what? Look at food, you know, people are saying eat more fish and then the fish has mercury and the fish has, you know, they're eating feces if they're farm, you know, farm fish. And then, 
you know, eat this and the problem is that the hormones and da, da, da. like you can't, if you obsess about everything that comes out, you, you literally wouldn't move. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do move. You wouldn't, anything, you wouldn't go right? to the gym. You wouldn't touch any right. equipment at any I point in time. it down to everybody's comfort zone because I mean, I was still eating uh, until I became a vegetarian, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is still going as if yeah, all you listeners who heard our earlier shows. Yeah. Um, it's been I was what, really a month and a half? About, two yeah, months for you? It's been about two months, hasn't it? Wow. Yeah. It goes by fast. I do eat some eggs, and that's been the only yeah. protein source besides vegan uh, protein powder that I've been using. But um, it does go fast. <laughs> Squirrel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have to go with your own comfort zone, obviously, and um, you know, be smart about it. Be, be as safe as you can be go with your own gut, you know, so to speak. And then relax. You have to, because where your faith comes in, like, you know, the saying faith, not fear. Well, if you are truly going to have faith, you can't be afraid and have faith at the same time. Well, I guess you can be a little scared, but you have to switch out faith or fear for faith. You have to go with faith because like I believe God's in control of everything mm-hmm. and he's in control of all of this. He can make it go away if he wants to, you know, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I just, I just choose not to panic and be afraid about everything. I, I you know, I was nervous about things shutting down and me not having any work, mm-hmm. but I know he's going to provide for me. So mm-hmm. I'm going to just choose to do the best that I can. Everybody does their part because we don't have control of the rest. No, we don't. And we don't have, you know, if we elaborate on that, we don't have control over anything in our lives. Literally, we nothing. feel like we want to, you know, but how much control do do we truly have? Um, I was scrolling on Facebook and, and then somebody posted about, you know, a family member that developed Alzheimer's and at a, at a young age of 56, imagine, what? imagine, oh you know, um, and, you know, he was strong and he was all like on the outside, but on the inside, he developed Alzheimer's and you could have never predicted there's no nothing you can do. And so what is that person going to do? Is, is she going to live her life in fear that she would also develop, you know, or you, you can't because you won't live. You won't live your life. And the more you stress about it, the more you put yourself at risk for something like that to happen. You know, there are some stark, stark realities in life. And here's the thing. We can what if, and we can what if ourselves have to death, Mm -hmm. literally. Mm -hmm. There was a story that was told actually about, I think Joel Osteen told it. And there was a guy who was locked in a freezer compartment and I don't know how he accidentally got locked in there, but um, he started to panic because he knew that he was going to freeze to death mm-hmm. and so he didn't know what to do. So he tried every which way he could try to get out of this compartment. He couldn't get out of the compartment. And so he scribbled on a, there was a cardboard or something in there and he he almost like he journaled on this, on this cardboard while he was in there. And um, he did, he, he died. When they found him, and he had written on there about, and he had made some reference to freezing to death, obviously, mm-hmm. in, in the in the letter that he wrote. Um, the compartment wasn't even on. The refrigeration right. wasn't on. And it was no more than, I think, in the mid-60s. 
Wow. 60 some degrees right. in the compartment. And he froze to death. And he froze to death because that's where his mind took him. We can worry ourselves to a point where we Absolutely. get sick. I think that a lot of our imagination does get people sick. Mm-hmm. Um, disease, like everything. You can you can adopt that into your life or you can say, no, that's that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, look at Joel Osteen's mother. I mean, there's always so many, he, he tells so many examples. So I you know bring up some of his, but his mother- yeah. Uh, refused to accept that she had terminal cancer and had three weeks to live. Yep. And she's alive 30 years later, 30, 35 years later, maybe. Yep. And um, she just went out in service, you know, praying for others who were sick and dying and everything else, but she refused to believe that it was going to take her. Our minds are such a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. We can get, we can jump on that fear bandwagon go oh my gosh the world is coming to an end it's a it's a global virus you know we can freak ourselves out mm-hmm. or we can say no you know what um part of it is probably the media that scares people a little more maybe even than necessary that's sure. what i'm guessing says, you know anything that is a catastrophe it sells it sells newspapers it doesn't sell newspapers anymore <laughs> but you know it, it's hits on their right. website and it's right it's just news that's what they're all about right and the media is owned by other conglomerations so i don't buy the the whole media thing whatever they're trying to put out there the fear that they're trying to put out there i'm going to trust that it's going to pass Mm -hmm. and we're going to do what we can in the meantime to stay safe and stay fed and stay healthy and we're all going to live to talk about this absolutely and of course there's there's the elderly there's um you know sickly anybody who has a pre low immune system you have to be extra careful absolutely but you have to be extra careful all the time yeah you know it's like my parents they're in their 80s and you know the any type of flu can kill them right and so now they have and that's what they're saying on the news is that it's more likely to get somebody who already is at risk for a lower immune system or at risk for maybe not being super strong and healthy so um just everybody needs to take care of themselves, get themselves in the best, you know, health that they can, stay there, stay know, hydrated, stay hydrated, stay out of large crowds if that makes you feel better. You know, we we do what we can, but we try not to let fear be our guide. Don't let the worry and don't let your stress be the one that lowers your immune system and then make you more susceptible susceptible you know if you keep your mind strong take all the precautions be prepared to maybe stay inside for three weeks if that's the case but at the same time help yourself by not not stressing out um relaxing taking you know having faith that everything's going to work out and i agree we are all going to come out the other side healthy and ready to move on you so must stay positive we must stay positive and so on that note we will be coming back in a couple of days with another blessed podcast and everybody out there stay safe stay positive and keep your faith